Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Many women have breast reduction surgery and for a variety of reasons. But there is a condition in men called gynecomastia, which results in enlarged breast tissue and can require breast reduction surgery. Ian Lynham, who's a comedian and writer based in Dublin, had the surgery a decade ago. Ian, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Sean. Thanks for having me. At what age were you when you first noticed that something was different about your breasts and in what way were they different? I'd say I noticed around the age of 13 or 14. Um, I was a bit of a chubby kid, so I initially thought it would go away as I grew taller and grew older, but it, it didn't really go away. Uh, I, I remember uh, becoming so paranoid about it that I started pressing down on them to see if there was like a growth or something. Oh. And I was just told that it would um, it would go away naturally, and unfortunately it didn't. Yeah. So uh, you, were you kind of under the assumption that this was, you know, these were man boobs and it was just a result of being a little bit overweight that you had them? That was my impression. But again, as I grew taller, as I as I started to lose the weight, it didn't really go away. And we had to start kind of considering uh, alternatives. But even at that, um, it took quite a few years before surgery was seriously considered. Really, but yeah. Having, in a bizarre turn, when we actually were um, approved to do the surgery, the, the waiting list was about five to six months. It was remarkably short, actually, and this was done through public health. Right. Now, in in the meantime, you know, when you were in school, when you were in the changing rooms for sports and all that kind of stuff, like, was did that become a difficulty then? Oh, yeah, it was extremely difficult. I, I didn't really want to take my shirt off in front of people. I remember I went to a co-ed school and I... Re- <laughs> I remember one particularly long-lasting remark was from one of the other students saying that um, I had larger breasts than most of the girls in our year, which, you know, obviously had had, had a psychological mm. impact. So, it, yeah, it wasn't until well into my early 20s that I was even really comfortable with that kind of thing. Yeah, I can imagine so. So the, 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 at what age were you when you thought, now this might be a medical thing to address? Uh, and, and was it difficult or easy to find out that it was gynecomastia? I didn't even, yeah, as you say, gynecomastia, I didn't even realize there was a medical term for it. Mm. Um, I There was a lot of uh, stigma attached to it. I remember, in fact, there was one summer holiday where I just, um, I had, my mum had these dumbbells and I spent the evenings just kind of lifting them repeatedly, hoping that would make them go away. Mm. Um, but in terms of uh, medical, we had several uh, consultations. I, I had I had uh, acne as well, so we, d- we did check to see if there was anything hormonal going on. But I'd say around 17 was when we were starting to eliminate possibilities. Yeah. So as you say, you were waiting for four or five months, a uh, relatively short amount of time, I suppose, for this country for many kinds of surgery. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what was the surgery like? Um, the surgery was fine, actually. I uh, I was out like light at... Um, you know, I was in there for maybe a day um, for observation. Uh, there was very little pain. I mean, I, there was a, an unexpected consequence was for about a year, I lost all sensation in my nipples. But it's not something you particularly look for. <laughs> so. <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh, yes. Um, but, but it's is it because I is the surgery relatively unobtrusive? Uh, in my case, it was. Yeah, there was. um there's only so much kind of tissue they can remove. I mean, they're they're not gone completely, but they're significantly less now. 
And yeah, it was a bit of an incision underneath. Uh, they had it out and it was about a month to fully heal. Mm. How did, when you, ha- like when you had it before the surgery, how did it make you feel about yourself? It, it did uh, really impact my self-image. Um, I would have um, worn a lot of black clothing, a lot of clothing with layers on it, that kind of thing. Um, and it, and it, it um, I suppose, had the a side effect that I wasn't comfortable being with my own age group and that kind of thing. And it definitely uh, affected my confidence, um, you know, socialising. Mm. Did it? Did you? It make you feel, to, in some way or another, less of a man? Yeah, and I, I think that's uh, what I was getting. What the initial tweet that I made about this was kind of getting to the grips with that is, um, you know, there's a lot of um, concern conversations happening around gender affirming surgery. Um, with regards to, uh, sorry, my mum just handed me a note saying that I had to lose weight to prove uh, it wasn't that. Uh, thank okay, you to her there. But, uh, uh, what's your but mother's no, name? Uh, Norma. Hello, Norma. Uh, I, I, and thanks for backing up Ian there. Uh, so if uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> if there's any pauses, we'll know Norma sent past you in another note. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think I was just talking about how uh, I would consider, no, not many people would consider chest surgery for someone like me who is a cisgender uh, to be a, a gender affirming surgery. But it, it was because mm. breasts made me feel like less less of a man. The fact that I'm not trans doesn't affect the fact that it was a gender affirming surgery. Um, and I, I just think that was a highly relevant point to bring up, considering the hand wringing that happens around these kind of surgeries um, or, or, or relevant treatments. I got it done uh, publicly. There is no public uh, pathway for a transgender man to tra- uh, chest surgery in Ireland. So I, I just thought it was a, a relevant kind of point to bring up in that conversation. Yes, indeed. Yeah, it is a very interesting point. After you had the surgery, were you comfortable telling people about it or did that take a while as well? Um, I was neither comfortable nor uncomfortable with it, to be honest. Uh, I was I was quite good at compartmentalizing it. And and the odd thing is, um, like lots of people, I've had body image issues in my twenties. But strangely, my chest is the one part that never bothers me anymore since the surgery. That's that's one thing that's remained constant. Um, like to give you an idea, I did I just did a show there in the Edinburgh Fringe, and for the sake of the show, I had to mention the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me, which I can't repeat on daytime TV. But um, <laughs> the fact that when I was looking through the list of things to list, uh, the, the chest stuff didn't even occur to me. I I do feel quite free of the shame attached to that now. Yeah. Okay. That that is interesting. And now I'm dying to know what is the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to you. But as you say, it's probably best not to go into uh, the details of that. But though that 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 show that you did at Edinburgh, uh, it was called Autistic License. So, yes, that's correct. Uh, um, you have Aspergers. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm on the autism spectrum. I was diagnosed when I was nine years old, and I thought that was also relevant because you know um, that that's that's similarly a. Um, a, a talking point when it comes to these kind of surgeries, especially in the, in the transgender area, that it's these poor autistic people are, are are being convinced to make this big decision. Which you know, if you knew any autistic people, you know they're not like a famously easy group to persuade to make large changes <laughs> in their life. So, <laughs> uh, and and what those kind of shows that are interesting, I, I imagine, because you know you're talking about autism, most of the uh, uh, most of the audience. Um, 
wouldn't uh, be on the spectrum. They wouldn't maybe not even know anyone on the spectrum. So is there kind of a balance there with between getting them to laugh and not letting them feel uncomfortable about it? Yeah, that's that's a good question. I think there is an element of discomfort, but at the same time, I think a lot of comedy is rooted in this sense of kind of shared embarrassment and shared catharsis. And that even the, the things I talk about on stage are kind of general enough that even if you're not autistic, you can relate to the spirit of what's going on, if not the, the specific event. Mm. Did you, uh, um, since you've kind of gone public about the chest surgery, what kind of reactions have you got? Um, I've mo- mostly, um, I've gotten a lot of positive um, feedback from uh, trans friends from friends who with body image issues. Um, I was, briefly featured in a Huffington Post article attached to this. It was more with um, kind of breast uh, health week in general. But the um, I did get one or two comments from people just saying, go to the gym, which I think just shows like a lack of engagement with the issue. It didn't really bother me that much. Mm. Yeah, and that's so unusual for Twitter. Uh, usually it's uh, hmm. informed in nuanced comments uh, that you get on those kinds of things. Ian, well, one uh, can only hope it'll change now. <laughs> yes, you can. Might it feature in your in your stand-up now in future? Uh, potentially. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, okay. Keeping his... Uh uh, 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 keeping strong about that. I was going to say keeping your cards close to your chest, but that's probably an inappropriate <laughs> thing to say at this point. Uh, Ian, thanks a million for speaking with us today. That was uh, Ian Lynham there, Irish comedian and writer. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.